All right, if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up with me to the book of Luke, chapter 19. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be too long. Luke 19, when you have it, say, I'm there. If you don't have it, say, wait a minute. <laughs> Amen. Luke 19, chap uh, chapter 19, verse 1. You ready? Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Somebody say Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree. Somebody say sycamore. He ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Go ahead and give your neighbor a high five and you can have a seat. Tonight I want to speak a message that I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart. This is our third night of the revival. Amen. How many have been enjoying yourself? Amen. I've been having a great time, amen, and once again, I want to thank Pastor Stefan, Sister Chella, and the entire church for having me out. I've been really enjoying myself. Tonight, I want to speak a message that I believe the Lord has placed upon my heart. It's entitled, A Climb, A Crawl, and A Shout. We just read in the book of Luke that Zacchaeus was willing to climb up a tree to see Jesus. Can you say, a climb? Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, but because of his own personal shortcomings, literally, he couldn't. So he had to be willing to press past his personal shortcomings to see Jesus. He was literally willing to climb up a tree and go out on a limb. Zacchaeus was willing to climb up a tree and see Jesus to get a touch from God. Now, we need to know something here and that Zacchaeus was probably... Well, Zacchaeus had a lot of money. You say, well, how do I know that he had a lot of money? Well, one, the Bible says he was wealthy. Two, he was not only a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector. So that means he made his living and profit on whatever extra he could get away by charging his clients. A tax collector was highly motivated to make the taxes as high as possible. So that means that Zacchaeus probably had some money. So let's keep that in mind. Can I hear an amen? How many know that climbing up a tree can be very humbling? Right? Especially if you have a status with a lot of money. But he didn't care. He wanted to see Jesus. <laughs> because Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, he didn't mind doing something that others thought might be out of line or even beneath the dignity of a grown, wealthy man. I mean, come on, when is the last time you climbed a tree? <laughs> right? And if somebody saw you climbing a tree, what are you doing? Right? So now here's the powerful part. The powerful part, the fact that Zacchaeus was willing to humble himself and go out on a limb in desperation to see Jesus, he got a blessing. Not only did he see Jesus, but Jesus said to Zacchaeus, come on down that tree, I must stay at your house today. Come on and clap if you think that's good right there. 
Hallelujah. Zacchaeus was so desperate and hungry to see Jesus that he was willing to go after God and not let his personal shortcomings get in the way. How many here want to go after all that God has for you? Wave at me. Okay, then this message is for you. Sometimes our personal hangups and, and shortcomings and inadequacies and imperfections will try to get in the way. But tonight, I just stopped by to tell someone, even though we have shortcomings and inadequacies, God can still use our lives. Come on and clap if you think that's a good place to clap. But the question is, are we willing to push past those shortcomings and go after God? Somebody say a climb. Then we have a crawl. Luke chapter 8, verse 43. You don't have to turn there, but if you're fast enough, you can. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus said. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling before his feet. In the presence of the, all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. According to the Jewish ideas of this time, if this woman touched anyone, she imparted her uncleanness to them. An uncleanness that would not allow them to partake in any aspect of Israel's worship. She, see, Jesus recognized the touch of this woman. See, here's the heavy part. Here's the, here's the deep part. I know I'm, I'm kind of moving through this message because I believe we're going to see some miracles tonight. Is that okay? Here's the heavy part. Why is it that everyone else was crowding around him, probably bumping into him, right? There was a big crowd. But he didn't say anyone touched me. He didn't. Maybe some of them like touched his cloak. Hi, Jesus. Shook his hand. I don't know. But there was a crowd. But not once did he say, wait, somebody touched me or somebody bumped me. So why is it that everyone else was crowding around him? He didn't say not once someone touched me. But the moment this woman touched him, he said, wait, someone has touched me. What's the difference? Well, I heard it said that God recognizes the touch of expectation. That's a good place to clap right there. Matter of fact, let me say it again. God recognizes the touch of expectation. See, listen, listen. These people had been with Jesus, but no one got him to stop and say, someone touched me. I'm already preaching. Maybe they were just hanging out with Jesus and feeling cool. Hello. Hello. Saying things like, look at me. I get to hang out with Jesus. Huh? Look at me. I'm close to the Lord. And you're not. Huh? I got to touch his cloak. Come on, somebody. I got to high five him. Hanging out with him having a good time, but not once did he say, okay, someone touched me. 
Maybe they were going through the motions. Huh? Saying the right things. Going through their traditions until someone stepped on the scene who was expecting a touch. See, maybe they were hanging out with Jesus going through the motions. Saying the right Christian words in his presence. Going through their traditions until someone stepped on the scene who was expecting a touch. Now, I know we might look at these people funny and say, why are they acting like that? But how many times have we come to church and put on our church motions? Or mm. our Christian language? Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. But don't expect nothing. <laughs> huh? We got our weekend tradition. Well, I must go to church today. I'm just doing my duty. I know we don't have anyone like that. So if you know someone that's not here that needs to hear this message, you can preach it to them, okay? But sometimes us as Christians, we get caught up in our traditions. It's Sunday, so I must go to church. And sometimes we could be like this group, hanging out with Jesus, but not expecting too much. The right lingo. Come on, you ever been there? Well, praise the Lord. God bless you, brother. The Lord is good. God is good. See? I didn't even have to tell you what to say. <laughs> we could get, <laughs> get caught up in tradition. Can I hear an amen? Because God is good. God is good. You didn't even have to tell me what to say. Come on, somebody. <laughs> So we could get used to coming to church and going through the routines and going through the, the hallelujahs and the praise of the Lord. But there's nothing wrong with that. He's worthy of all of our praise. But sometimes we might need to come into the house of God expecting a touch from the Lord. Come on, somebody, and give them a good praise. Matter of fact, I want to know, is there anybody in the house tonight that is expecting a touch from God? Now, I know, I know, I know. Some of us might have came just to hang out because our mom invited us. Our grandmother invited us. Come on, somebody. Our neighbor invited us. And that's all good. I'm glad you're here. But I want to know if there's anybody here that came expecting a touch from God. Come on, some. Not, not, a, not a touch from the preacher. Not a touch from the worship leader. Not a, come on, somebody. Not a touch from anybody else, but a touch from God. You didn't come to church just to hang out with Jesus and go back home the same, but you came into the house of God expecting a touch. Is there anybody like that in the house tonight? You say, I didn't come tonight just to hang out with Jesus. I didn't come to play church and go through the religious motions. I went through, much, through too much to get here tonight. I don't know about you, but, 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 but sometimes it could be a little battle to get into the house of the Lord. 
I'm glad I made it into the house of the Lord. I said, I'm glad I made it into the house of the Lord. Some of you say, I went, let me come down here so you can hear me a little bit better. Some of you probably said, I came through too much to make it tonight. I came Wednesday, it was cool. I came Thursday, it was cool. But tonight I had a hard time getting here. On the way over here, maybe the, the devil just tried to hit you. Is, am I talking to anybody tonight? Maybe throughout the day you went through the fire. But guess what? You made it into the house of God. You made it too far just to come hang out with Jesus. Just to say, oh, I gave him a high five, but I left the same. I want to know, is there anybody expecting a touch of God tonight? I don't know about you, but he's in the house tonight. He's in the house tonight. If you need a miracle, he's able. If you need a touch of God, he's Wait, 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 wait. Let, 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 let me change it up a little bit on you. If you need a a miracle. Okay, we're going to do the same thing. If you need, where's my drummer at? Give us, hold on, give about two seconds. We, we, we coming, we coming. Hallelujah. Let me know you're there. Just hit the drums a little bit. Let me know you're there. Hit them up. Hey, hit them up. Hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them. Wait, you guys got to help me out a little bit. Uh, that's not going to do. You got to hit them for me. There you go. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I want to know, is there anybody in the house that's expecting a touch of God? You say... You say, I went through too much to get here tonight, but I'm in the house. I made it to the house. I didn't come to hang out, but I'm expecting a touch. If I got to climb up a tree. Have a seat, have a seat. Good job. You say, I didn't come here just to go through my religious tradition, but I came to get a touch of God. Let me show you something about this woman, though. Can I show you something really quick? She had to fight through some religious folk. Ooh. It is amazing how many times in the Bible we see that someone had to fight through the people. Circumstances or even religious people to get a touch of God. Zacchaeus had to fight through his shortcomings. The woman had to fight through religious people just hanging out at church or with Jesus. You and I are going to have to press and fight through some things if we want our breakthrough or our healing. Because sometimes you and I might have to fight through doubt. We might have to fight through fear. We might have to fight through insecurities. We might have to fight through our past. We might have to fight through tradition. But I'm telling you tonight, if you're pressed through, there's a breakthrough waiting on the other side. Let me try it again. I'm telling you tonight that if you press through, there's a breakthrough 
waiting for you on the other side. Just like this woman had to make her way through some people. I want to know, is there anybody in the house tonight that wants your miracle so bad? You want your breakthrough so bad? You want the next level so bad that you're willing to press through some things? Press through what you already know. Press through your shortcomings. Press through religious traditions. Press through to get a breakthrough. Tonight, I stop by to encourage you. Don't let your shortcomings or tradition stop what God has for you. It's time to go after all that God has for you. Now, no, 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 no. I'm talking to somebody tonight. God has a miracle for you. I'm talking to somebody over here. God has a breakthrough for you. I'm talking to somebody over here. God has another level for you. I'm talking to the church tonight that Jesus is in the house. And when Jesus is in the house, miracles can take place. Healings can take place. Signs and wonders can take place. Do we got a hungry group in the house tonight? I don't want to hang out with people that just want to hang out but I believe we got a church in the house tonight that's ready to go after all that God has for you somebody say hallelujah come on and slap your neighbor say press through we don't have to leave this place the same way we came Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the power. Somebody say a climb. Somebody say a crawl. Because some commentators say that she had to crawl through the crowd. Because there were so many people that she couldn't get through. So she said, okay, I got an idea. Come on, somebody. Ain't nobody going to see you. So they ain't going to stop you. Come on. So she's like probably crawling. Imagine how she must have felt. Because just me doing this, you're probably looking at me like, wow. Z lost his mind. That's probably what they thought about her. Right? But, but she, she said, I, I'm not going to leave the same because this is my opportunity to get a miracle. I heard that Jesus is healing people. <laughs> And these people are in my way. <laughs> uh, and they're not, must not be hungry for a touch, but they're in my way. And I'm desperate for a touch. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I don't, now you can look at me, but you might have to crawl tonight too. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, somebody. And next thing you know, she reached out and she just got the hem of his garment. So imagine Jesus talking, walking. All of a sudden, he stopped. He said, wait a minute. Somebody touched me. A climb, a crawl, and now we're going to talk about a shout. Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. If you're fast enough, you could turn there. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, 
a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd, uh uh-oh, who's that? The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped. Imagine that. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. Now, let's break this down and we'll be coming in for a landing. Now, these blind men wanted their sight so bad that they stepped it up when the crowd told them to step it down. (laughs) Are you with me? These blind men wanted their sight so bad that they stepped it up when the crowd told them to shh, be quiet. See, not only will our shortcomings try to stop us, not only will tradition and religion and and, and going through the same motions try to stop us, but also the crowd may try to stop you. Somebody say the crowd. See, the crowd told the blind men to be quiet. You ever told, been told to be quiet? <laughs> the crowd told the blind men to be quiet, and they could have listened to the crowd. Hello? But they didn't. They could have listened to the crowd. Come on, somebody. Have you ever found yourself listening to the crowd? It's amazing how you and I can let the crowd affect what we do. Matter of fact, let me read a quote to you. It's an old fable of a donkey. Check it out. It's pretty heavy. It says, an old fable that has been passed down for many generations tells about an elderly man who was traveling with a boy and a donkey. As they walked through the village, the man was leading the donkey and the boy was walking behind. The townspeople said the old man was a fool for not riding. So to please them, he climbed up on the animal's back. When he came to the next village, the people said the old man was cruel to let the child walk while he enjoyed the ride. So to please them, he got off and set the boy on the animal's back and continued on his way. In the third village, the people accused the child of being lazy for making the old man walk. And the suggestion was made that they both ride. So the man climbed on, then they set off again. In the next village, the townspeople were indignant at the cruelty to the donkey because he was made to carry two people. The frustrated frustrated man was last seen carrying the donkey down the road. It's amazing how the crowd can affect what we do. Hello, somebody. The crowd told these blind men to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder. I have a question tonight. 
What do you do when the crowd tells you to be quiet? Do we quiet it up or do we step it up? Somebody say, stir it up. Jesus saw their faith and stood still. My God, this is good stuff right here. Imagine that. Jesus stopped and called the blind man. He saw their expectancy and stopped what he was doing and called them. Imagine the Son of God stopped in his tracks. And not only that, but he called the blind men. Wow! Doesn't that amaze us? There is something about the cry of expectancy. Because they cried out too. They said, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Come here. But then he asked, what do you want me to do for you? Now, this, this boggles my mind. I don't know, because we serve an all-knowing God. He's omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. That means he's present everywhere. And he's omnipotent. That means he's all-powerful. But being that he's present everywhere, all-powerful, and knows everything, yet he asked them, what do you want me to do? That boggles my mind. He knew they were blind. Are you with me? But he still asked, what do you want me to do for you? See, sometimes we need to go out and get what God wants to give us. Are you hearing me? Because they could have just showed up and said, Jesus, I'm blind. Right? God knows my need. He could touch me right where I'm at. Oh, that was a good one. I had a nerve on that one. I felt like, uh. <laughs> I don't have to go to the altar. God's everywhere. But some, and it's true. But sometimes you got to go after what you want God to do. Let me, let me, let me, let me prove it to you. Remember when he went to go raise Lazarus from the dead? What did he ask them? Where have you laid him? He knew where he was. Sometimes God wants, to, wants us to take him to the spot where we need the miracle. Why would Jesus ask, where have you laid him? He knows where he was, but he wanted them to take him to the spot. So there they go, taking them to where they have laid him. And the powerful thing is, he didn't even go in the grave. <laughs> the stone was rolled away. He didn't, stick with me, I'm almost done. He did not go in and get Lazarus. Lazarus had to come out. See, he, see that sometimes that's what we want. God knows I need a miracle. He's going to come in and get me out the grave. 
But Lazarus had to come out. All Jesus gave him was the word. Lazarus, you can come out now. And he came out. They said, take the grave clothes off of him. But he could have went in and pulled Lazarus out, but he didn't. He called him out. I just stopped by to tell somebody tonight that God is calling you out. But you got to go after it. You got you got to go after it. Don't stay in the grave. Don't run up to Jesus and say, can't you see I'm blind? He says, what do you want me to do? I want to see. I want to go to another level. I want a healing. I want a breakthrough. I need a miracle. Come on and give him a praise. Give him a radical praise. Hey, you might have to go after what you want tonight. Okay, have a seat. I'm almost done. Jesus could have came and said to them, you're healed. But he wanted these men to go after what they wanted. He wanted them to go after what they were expecting. Tonight, I want to encourage you, go after what you're expecting. Sometimes we need to go after what God wants to give us. We may need a healing. We may need a breakthrough or we may need a miracle. The thing is that God knows what we need. Can I hear an amen? But the question is, are we hungry enough to go after it? A climb, a crawl, and a shout. They all got their miracles. They all had to press through something. Zacchaeus had to climb a tree. I don't know. He was like me. Probably had an afro with leaves all in it. Come on, somebody. But he made it to the top of the tree. Probably had his nice suit. He was a wealthy man. Come on, somebody. How many times have we come to church? We don't want to mess up our gear. Well... Mm, I'm going to mess up my fro. I don't want to sweat too much. Come on, somebody. Oh, I'm the only one. Okay. So then he was like, I don't care. I can, This suit, I can go get another one. But a breakthrough, I might not ever see Jesus again. <laughs> ah, woo! And he's passing my way. So this might be the only opportunity that I have to see Jesus where, give me a tree. Give me, uh, there's a tree right there. I don't care. I'm climbing up the tree, bushes and leaves, and I'm climbing up, kicking off my Louis Vuitton shoes, my, my Gucci turban. Come on, somebody, because I need a miracle. Is there anybody in the house that needs a miracle? Or you might be like the woman with the issue. You say, if I got to crawl to get my breakthrough, I'm on my way to get my. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made whole. Or maybe you need to let out a shout unto God and say, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, this is what I want you to do. I need you to help me out. When I shout that, tell me to be quiet. Okay? I want you to say, be quiet. Lord. Not yet. I'm not done. 
son of David. You guys couldn't wait to tell me to be quiet. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. Lord, be quiet. <laughs> it's all good. We're family. Okay. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, son of David. They stepped it up. When the crowd told them to be quiet, they got a little bit louder. I want to know if anybody, the enemy's been telling you, shh, be quiet. You ain't going nowhere. God can't use you. You ain't going to another level. I just stopped by to tell you, take it up a notch. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Come on and give him a pray hallelujah where's my singers at hallelujah are you ready for a miracle tonight are you ready for a breakthrough tonight are you ready for another level tonight Come on and clap those hands for the Lord. There's a song that says, there's revival in the church tonight. If you believe it, I want you to sing it. One, two, three, there's revival in the church. 